Yeah. I'm legitimately excited. I'm not legitimately excited about how I look well, on this thing. That's me 24 fucking 7, bro. Dude, I'm this is what I'm doing by the way. I'm drinking yerba mate is my starting beverage in a seize the day mug, huh? And then I'm finishing it off with some of this black juice from the bean. Black bean juice. <laughs> Well, I'm having, here are the two things I'm having. One is a white claw, black cherry. And the, sec- and the second thing I'm having is a second white claw, black cherry. <laughs> God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. What's a white claw? Is that like a... A adult beverage it's a new thing that's like sweeping the fucking drinking world it's seltzer water alcoholic seltzer water flavored is how many calories in one of those bitches 100 so it's low cal is that low 100 guess how many calories in this uh in the black bean soup coffee zero zero in the yerba mate zero except i did put a emergency in there for flavoring wow put an emergency in there for flavoring ah yeah and how's the flavor? Strong? The flavor is... Uh, if Frosty the Snowman was an orange popsicle and he stuck his dick in my yerba mate, mm-hmm. that's what it tastes like. Hmm. A nice snow dick. Frosty the orange flavored snow dick <laughs> flavor. <laughs> a new children's book coming soon for children everywhere. So check this out. So this... <laughs> We have sort of a trouble house near us. It's you have told you. I probably even pointed the house out to you. Where a house where oh, around ten or fifteen people live. Yeah. They don't have jobs. You get an idea about maybe some of the nice things that happen in this house. Well, this guy, this old fucking guy, they can hardly talk or move. He loves my kid. He always like brings shit over for me to give my kid, and I'm like, mm, I'm not loving this. So today he comes over and he he has this like power wheel four-wheeler thing and he's like i want this for your little girl she can ride it and we were kind of like oh we already have one of those no thanks and he like wouldn't take no for it you know what i mean he's like no just leave it she'll love it and you know goes like this here's the gas pedal if you got to charge it just bring it back to my house and i'm like first of all i don't like your interest in my kid second of all now you're just leaving me with some more garbage and that i have to be responsible i was like you want me to just bring it back later and he's like you can hold on to it for a little while it doesn't have a charger. He tra- he was like, I charged it for her so she could ride around in it. But he's like, he's like, tell you what though, don't let her ride around in the street with it. I'm like, he's like giving me parenting. I'm like, dude, what the but, fuck? Well, here's the thing though, that guy could just be a nice guy. Yeah, I thought or about that. he could be the worst imaginable pedophile in the world. You just don't know. Don't know. But here's what I do know. I know that my job is to protect my kid at all costs. And if that means that the nice guy, the unassuming nice guy gets the short end of that stick, then so fucking be it. Dude, that was, was check this out, dude. So I'm walking in my neighborhood and down the street from where I live, there's a, a couple, they have a couple girls. One of them's Scarlet's, one of them's around Scarlet's age. Maybe she's six months younger and the other one's like two years younger so like two and five and the girls they're always out kind of on their porch it's not a porch it's like a driveway they're always playing in the driveway 
And they always wave and I always wave at them and they know who I am and they know Laura and we all know each other. And I'm, and I'm walking by there one day and I'm FaceTiming with Scarlett who was somewhere else. And I'm like, Oh, it's your friend. And so I'm like, like walking by, not stopping, not like hanging out, but walking past and this little girl's there and it looks like I'm filming her with my camera. Oh shit. But I'm just, I'm like, hey, it's Scarlett. Say hi. <laughs> I'm like walking by. And then the mom wasn't really paying attention. Then she kind of starts paying attention, looks over. And there I am like filming, looks like I'm filming her daughter. And I'm like, hey, I'm uh, Skyping with, with Scarlett. <laughs> I thought you were going to go into the Italian Flintstone. <laughs> hey, I'm, uh, I'm uh, doing a face of time. Uh, when I'm a face of time. I'm uh, doing a face of time with the Gascalito. Hey. Anyways. I was really trying to like assure her that I was like not trying to film her child. Yeah. I was at the gym with my wife and she was on, she was elsewhere in the gym doing something different than me. And I thought she looked really cute, you know, she looked like a little hottie in the gym and I wanted to take a picture of her just for fun, you know, like I was going to send it to her and be like, I'm watching you, you know, cause I was on a treadmill or something. And I just, re- and then I saw people looking at me kind of weird and they're like, they don't know that's my wife. For right. all they know, I'm a fucking pervert. Right. You know, are we, are we just doing the show? I guess we're just doing the show now. Yeah, we're doing the show. Um, cool. The last time I went into Canada, which is goddamn 10 years ago, probably, um, they were, were going in. We had to get out and, and go through uh, security. Right. And they're like, bring your laptop. And they, they open up your laptop and they look for kitty porn on your laptop. Wow. And I had like pictures of, you know, I had a bunch of kitty porn on there. So <laughs> and they were like, what's all this kitty porn? I'm like, uh, that's not kitty porn. That's my child. Because here's, here's me, by the way. My entire life, I never took any pictures. My entire life. Just never have done it. Like my parents take pictures. Other people take pictures. I've never owned a camera, never taken a picture in my life. Now, my son's born when I'm 40. When my son's born, I also now have a camera phone. I have a phone that's a camera. So now I've taken 10,000 pictures of my son. So obviously we get over there and they're like, who's this kid in the tub? And I'm like, (laughs) the one that doesn't look like me at all because he's blonde. Oh, that's my son. Anyways, it's all it's all pictures of my son. Obviously, there, there weren't pictures of other people besides it was just my son. Right. I was trying to make a joke. It's not obviously not funny. Um, But one of the other guys was with me on the thing had some homemade movies that he made i guess with his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and he was like freaking out and they were just going through it and watching it well his girlfriend's 10 (laughs) (laughs) it's old no no they uh that's old oh god dude that's not good anyways no he you know he just had he had some i guess he had filmed himself so he was he freaked out um about that but i had did you know that that they check your computer for child porn when you go into the canada i feel like i've been in that situation before where i have been pulled over um when i was touring with zach brown band i was in a band opening for them we were signed to his label so we were out on tour with them we were on all their buses my little band i was in and man they pulled every bus over made everybody get out went through all of our shit and we had some guy on the, I was on a crew bus and so one of the guys had some DUI and he didn't have the paperwork filled out and they're really intense about that shit up there. Yeah, right, right. It caused a big shit storm. I don't think they let him in. And- I got refused entry to Canada 
when I was 18, me and my sister, who was 17, and my cousin, who was 18, were at that point, uh, it was 21 to drink in the United States, but it was 18 to drink in Canada. So we would drive to Canada and go drinking over there uh, when we were there in the summer. We'd visit there in the summer sometimes. And uh, so we drive over there and we'd been, we'd like smoked a joint earlier. So we had a cigarette case that had a joint in it that was rolled. And then we had smoked one and like there was the tiniest, tiniest roach in the ashtray. And the ashtray full of cigarette butts. Like this was back in the day, dude. This was 83. Everybody smoked all the time in cars, in houses, on planes, in restaurants. There was never a place where you didn't smoke. And sure enough, they pull, you know, we got pulled over in Canada. They're like, hey, you got to get out of the car. They searched the car, found the tiniest roach while we were inside. And then they came in, they go, hey, we found this little roach. We're going to strip search everybody. What? Uh, Yeah. They're like, we're going to strip search everybody. Do you guys have anything? And and luckily, my sister, who was 17, she was like, yeah, I have something in the cigarette case, which was my cousin's, who was 18. And so they checked it out, and they're like, you know, saw the joint, and they took it. And then we all got strip searched. What? So I had, to go into a, I had to go into a room. I'm 18, dude. Wow. Go into a room. Take your shirt off. Take your shirt off. Take your shoes off. Take your socks off. Pull your pants down. <laughs> like turn around, turn around with your. So so now I'm facing away from this guy. Pull your pants down. I'm like, is this guy gonna fucking get in my butthole? <laughs> I was scared to fucking death, dude. And sure enough, I pulled my pants down, and he's like, "Okay, pull him back up." That was it. I just wanted to see your little your little penis. <laughs> He never touched. No, he never saw my penis because I was I, I had my back to him. He just wanted to see your little apple butt. I think he just wanted to make sure that I didn't have anything in my underwear. You know, <laughs> like stashed, stashed like a, a thing of, you know, like a lot of people do. They just throw the bag of pot in their underwear. Well, and then the last thing they said to you as you were leaving was, by the way, we're not Willie Nelson. <laughs> we're not customs agents. <laughs> but, we're just having fun. Yeah, we're just yeah, having we fun just, at the border. <laughs> We built this fake border. The real border is in about 10 meters. <laughs> totally. This is all cardboard. Dude, so that happened. Dude, did I ever tell you about the time, the Mexico story? The Juarez story? No. You hanging out in Juarez? That's brutal. All right, dude. This is, all right. Strap yourself in, dude, because this is a long ass. Let me put my strap on on. Hold on. <laughs> Let me put my second Get, dick on. <laughs> dude, you're going to need a second dick for this dicks. story. <laughs> Trust me when I say that. All right. You got to, uh, all right. It's on. So I'm dating this chick at the time. She's a hairdresser and her. So we go to Juarez and I, I went to Juarez all the time. This was when I was going to school at UTEP and we went there all the time. We'd go there late at night, stay all night. That It was a usual thing. So we go there. We're drinking about we're at some disco at about five in the morning. Some guy comes up to me and this is like straight up narcos, dude. Some guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, your girlfriend's in this room upstairs. She wants you to come upstairs. Like some dude I didn't know. Some guy that just worked at the club. So I go upstairs and I go in this room and there's this big table sitting around this table is my girlfriend, this guy that was with us, and then some strangers that I've never seen before. And they're like, have a seat. So I sit down and they're passing around a glass, like bong looking thing, like a small glass bong. And the... The head guy 
has got a butane torch and he's torching <laughs> whatever's in this thing, which I assume now was we were freebasing cocaine is right. what we were doing. I guess, or if we're being recorded by the cops. You were watching. Ba- baking, <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> making we're, cookies. We're, we're making small little, little uh, boutique batches of bread. So anyways. So <laughs> boutique batches of bread. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, by the way, I've never been a big drug guy. So I, 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 you know, maybe I've tried Coke once. Maybe. I don't even know if I'd ever tried it before. And so it comes around to me. And by the way, we're talking like this is 530 in the morning. So we've been drinking all night. I'm fucked up. Comes to me. I take a hit. It's like a fucking train just goes. And I'm like. Talking to whoever's next to me. And then the the thing makes its way all the way around the table. It takes 15, 20 minutes for it to go all the way around the table because it's a pretty big table. And by the time it comes around, I'm kind of starting to come down again. And I'd hit it again. It's, it's, whole thing starts over. Next thing I know, it's 11 a.m. in the morning. And it felt like 15 minutes had gone by. It was so crazy. They were like, hey, we're packing it up. We're like, okay, see you later. And these are like we're packing it Mexican up. drug cartel guys that own this. Like they're the they're the dudes. They're the dealers. Like, and this isn't Juarez where it's real sketchy. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't as sketchy as it is now, but it was sketchy. So we get done. It's eleven o'clock. We're all in a great mood, and uh, we say we we thank the the guy. You know, thanks for being a great host. No problem. You know, whatever whatever his fucking crazy ass cartel accent is. So we get out of there, and for some reason that night we had parked the car on the Mexican side. We normally parked on the American side and then walked across the bridge, and then would walk back. But for some reason we parked the car on the Mexican side. It's never a good idea to drive in Mexico because the cops were real corrupt. So we walk to the car. When we get to the car, we realize we don't have any keys. It's my girlfriend's car. She's freaking out. We go back to the club. Luckily, somebody's still there because now it's like 1130. Now it's maybe it's noon, but there's, you know, they're and they're closed. They've been closed for a while. We get in there and the guy's like. Oh, you don't have your keys. Go. Where's your car? We tell him where the car is. He goes, go to your car. Somebody will be there. We're like, okay. So we go back to the car. Girlfriend's crying. She's freaked out. We get to the car and we're just hanging out. All of a sudden, this little kid shows up. He's like maybe 10, 11, 12 at the most. It's a little kid carrying a, like a lunchbox, like a, like a metal, like a little tiny tool case or something. And comes up to the car and he's like, hey, are you the ones that don't have the keys? And we're like, yeah, that's us. And he goes, he pulls out one of those Slim Jims and does one of this and just puts it in the the window and opens up the car with just not even any, like not a, you know, not doing all this crazy shit, but just opens it up like he had the key, like opened it up faster than if he would have had the key. And the kid's like 10 to 12, somewhere in there. Cute little kid. And we're just like, what the fuck? Kid gets gets in the car, gets in the driver's seat, does something, he goes, chick, 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 pulls the entire steering wheel off, puts that on the seat. Now there's no steering wheel. He did that in <laughs> three seconds. Then he pulls out the the part where the key goes in. Like he had now he has access to that pull pulls out the ignition, looks at it. 
Then he opens up his tool case, pulls out a book. The book has just got numbers, just numbers. He's like, looks at the thing, looks at the numbers. Okay, finds it, reaches back in the thing, pulls out a fucking key blank and a file. And he's just like this. <laughs> Sitting in our front seat of this car, hand filing a fucking key, dude, a blank. Wow. Does this takes him about, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute, maybe the most. And what are you guys all saying and doing when this is happening? Freaking the fuck out, dude. We're watching it like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's a magic show. He takes the key, puts it where the, you know, into where the ignition is, that he's put back now, puts it in one turn, car fires up, puts the steering wheel back on. And we're like, oh my God, what just happened? And we're like, hey, thanks, buddy. And we had like $10, I think, left. And we're like, here, this is all the money we have. Thank you so much. And he's like, do you want, do you want me to do your trunk? And we're like, no, dude, you've done enough. I mean, we don't, we only have to, you know, we would have paid that guy a hundred bucks. It was, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. So he walks off, we get in the car. Now it's probably one o'clock, one thirty in the afternoon. We drive to the checkpoint. Now we're fucked up looking, dude. We've been... <laughs> It's Sunday now. We've been up all night baking little tiny loaves of bread. Boutique loaves of bread. Yes. Boutique loaves of bread, dude. And we've got we got dust on it. We're 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 dusted. Yeah. We got little whole wheat flour, you know. We got a little oat flour on us. And uh <laughs> the fucking dude, dude. The so so border patrol sees us and they're like, "What's up?" And they're like, "Oh, we just been, you know, we just came over, we're just hanging out." Pull over. <laughs> hey, y'all. Pull over. <laughs> and we're like, uh, really? Pull over. So we, so now we go, you pull over into these little like slots where they check your car and check everything. And they're like, pop the trunk. And we're like, uh, well, that's a funny story. Uh, they're like, pop the trunk. I'm like, we don't have a key. As soon as we said we don't have a key, they're like, out of the car, <laughs> into the building, Take empty your, your pants pockets. off. <laughs> no, no, dude. Empty your pockets. So this guy that's with us, that's with my girlfriend, empties his pockets, and he's got a fucking Coke straw, like a metal Coke straw that's just for Coke, that's got Coke residue on it. I'm like, who carries that around? So they see that. They're like, this is drug paraphernalia. We are going to strip search you. <laughs> wow. I'm like, what? So sure enough, man, they strip search my girlfriend. They strip search this guy. I'm last. Now, let me tell you. I told you this is kind of a long story. Let me tell you my my outfit at the time. Oh, there we go. Any cat, a cat in a hat hat? <laughs> no, this okay. is pre-cat in a hat. But this was, <laughs> this, is, this was my outfit the entire time I lived in El Paso. Chuck Taylor, you know, Chuck, Chuck Taylor Converse, black canvas, canvas, no, red, mm. red, high top, Chuck Taylors, no socks, bathing suit that, <laughs> that looked like a <laughs> bathing suit that had like a cartoon print on it. So it looked like a giant cartoon. <laughs> Tony the Tiger or something. No, it was like, you know, like Marvel cartoon sort of, sort of thing, but, but not, you know, like hat, mid, mid thigh. 
bathing suit, like a bathing suit, bathing suit, <laughs> and then a t-shirt. So that's all I ever wore. Now, I didn't wear socks and I only had one pair of shoes. So my shoes, my feet got so horribly stinky. I can't even begin to tell you <laughs> how awful my sh- my feet stank. And you knew it smelled bad. Literally a couple weeks before that, I was I was doing my admissions thing at UT and I went into a room with this guy <laughs> and I was filling out some forms. And as soon as we got in the room, and it was a big, giant room. As soon as we got in the room, the guy was like, what the? What is that smell? And I knew what it was. It was my shoes that were on my feet. And I was like, I don't know what that is. What is that? Did it, Maybe something died in here. I don't know. I knew exactly what it was. Cut to like weeks after that. Same shoes, same feet. Now we go into this room. Me, two border guys, tiny, a tiny closet, like just barely enough room for the three of us in this closet. Take off your shirt. No problem. Take off your shoes. (laughs) And I'm like, dudes, believe me when I say this, you don't want that to happen right now. It's like your it's like your superpower, dude. They're like, take off your shoes now. <laughs> no, pro- and I'm like, no problemo, <laughs> dude. I took my shoes off, and that room <laughs> became a fucking cauldron of hell, dude. I've ne- it was. Dude, immediately, as I'm taking off my second shoe, they're like, we're done. And they <laughs> they left the room. As I'm taking my, I took my first one and I'm, t- I'm taking them off as fast as I can. As I'm taking the second one off, bye-bye, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> they got the fuck out of that room, dude. They're like, I don't know, you might be carrying a pound of fucking cocaine up your asshole right now. We don't give no a problem. fuck. No yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the end of that. So, Basically, we had to hang out there for an hour. They called a locksmith. He couldn't get that trunk open. He finally had to had to drill the trunk open so the trunk was fucked. Of course, there was nothing in the trunk. They thought they were making some giant drug bust. Anyways, we got home and that was, I never, never tried making uh, mini loaves again, ever. That was the end of that. I wonder what happened to that little wonder whiz kid who... Crack the code literally on your fucked out car. Well, the whole time we were like, "Why do? What the fuck were we thinking? Why? Did, it would have taken him a minute to make another key for the trunk." Right. Anyways, that's that. Story. That was an amazing story, dude. <clears throat> well, let's do this before we. We've got about five more minutes here on this wonderful episode. I'm looking now at the uh, waveforms, and uh, it's just a huge Bob Block waveform. <laughs> a lot of me going, "Hmm. Oh, wow. He did." But it was a great story. But let's do this. We've got some new patrons that I want to at least say thank you to uh, while we're here on the show. We want to say thanks to Rick. Hey, while you're while you're thanking them, I'm going to go use the restroom real quick. Hmm. I feel like that's going to take quite a long time. <laughs> it won't. It'll take two seconds. All right. Well, no problem. Yeah. Go make a pee-pee. Uh, I've been encouraging Bobby to just wear the adult diapers that I keep sending to him, but uh, he refuses to put those on. 
By the way, uh, if you join us on Patreon, you can start seeing these. Uh, the second, the Monday episodes will now all be the video of the episode will be over there at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash letters IOK. It's a really great way to support the show, and we give you a bunch of shit over there, including the Secret Weekly postcards, which we haven't done that yet, but we will. Uh, songs that we've written, demos, all that stuff. So Rick Lockett became a patron, thanks to him. Lewis Hatfield became a patron. Thank you, Lewis. Uh, Namarta Kalia became a patron. I recognize her from my Metal Up Your Podcast. Uh, she's a patron over there as well. So thanks so much to everyone who's supporting us at this level. It means a lot to us. Lynn Gaddis, who became a patron a couple of weeks ago, she wrote a message. You can write into us either through Patreon or just to the regular old-fashioned way, Bob and Clint at gmail.com. So Lynn wrote, Hey guys, as a new member of your Patreon, just wanted to say thank you for the much needed diversion from the shitty place we live in at the moment. Been a big fan of Bob's for quite a while since joining and getting to listen to Clint's demos. I'm enjoying his music as well. Just wish I could have checked this out sooner. Thanks again for the laughs and deep conversation. Lynn Gaddis. So <clears throat> Bob's back from PP break. I was just, I read, we have three or four new patrons this week. And then I read a, a message from Lynn Gaddis, who's also a patron. So Thanks, everybody. Um, it's really cool Appreciate that we are getting that support over there. I really, uh, I really mean that. It's pretty cool, right? It's awesome. It really, I mean, it means a lot because it's one thing to say, oh, we appreciate what you do. It's another thing to actually take the action. And, you know, it's not a, it's not a big thing for the one person to do it, but you get enough people to do it. It actually, then it actually makes it a viable thing that we can continue to do. Absolutely. So. Anyways, we really appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, Roy Brasino wrote in. Now, this, I'm just going into the, some of the just normal emails. Bob and Clint at gmail.com. We read all of these on the show when we get to them. He wrote, oh, my. He's talking about the Fred Flintstone bit. He says, oh, my, another Bob classic, Italian Fred Flintstone. You guys are making my day and Clint laughing all the way. This is some great stuff. The best part will be when you read this email and Bob will say, I don't even remember what I was saying. He says, Dude, I was just about to say, I don't remember that at all. Really? I don't remember it at all. He says, keep it up, guys. This is some great stuff. Thanks for the laughs, Roy. Wow, I can't believe you don't remember it. I had several... Dude, how about Roy knowing I wouldn't remember it? They know you, dude. They got your number. I ah! had my friends who listen to the show, I'm thinking specifically about Kevin Rapillo, who will get a kick that I'm saying his name, and Brad Blazik. They both wrote to me about that, and someone else wrote to us and said they were laughing so hard at that that they had to pull the car over. They were I don't remember. They were I, what show was that on? Was that just recently? I must have been. I think it was two ago. All right, I'll have to. I have to go check it out, dude. That there was just a little glitch, by the way. Yeah, glitches are good. Uh, I like glitches. Glitches get stitches. <laughs> glitches get edited. Glitches <sighs> get edits. We got about a minute left. What should we say here in the remaining minute? My dad was trying to call me. Dude, my dad has called me 5,000 times in the last two days because he wants me to put this video together of him. He's going to call me again here in about one second because I just declined his phone call. He wants me to put this together, this little video of him and these two other people doing one of those, you know, where they're singing at the same time or whatever. Well, that'll be nice. Is it like opera stuff? Dude, I explained to him for no less than 20 minutes how to do the claps at the beginning. Yeah, clap sinks. I'm like, have the lady who's playing the piano do the three and two and one clap. Then she'll play. And he's like, so I clap right before I start singing? <laughs> I'm like, no. You clap when she says three and two and one, clap. 20 minutes. Right. I get the video from, from the lady. 
She does it. Three and two and one. Clap. It's playing piano. Okay, here's my video, Bob. Bobby sends it to me. It's just my dad sitting there. Real bad, like horrible. Like it doesn't look good. <laughs> Everything about it looks horrible. And he's just sitting there. And all of a sudden, I hear three and two and one, which I shouldn't hear, by the way. <laughs> I, I shouldn't hear that. So that is the first, like, uh, I shouldn't be hearing that. Only you should be hearing it, and you should be wearing headphones. Guess what he's not wearing? Headphones. He's just got the main speakers on. Just got the main speakers on, yeah. filming himself. <laughs> Three and two and one. Does he clap? Oh, no. He's just standing there. Just sitting there. Three and two and one, clap. Then he starts singing. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll use it. I'll just use the shitty audio. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, now he's called me. 20 times. Right. Hey, did you get the other video? Did you get the other video? No, I haven't gotten it yet. But I think they finally sent it. And now he wants me to put it together. Well, it, the world, the world is waiting for that. <laughs> okay. Better get on it, bro. Oh shit. You know, this is funny is like, he's going to, you're going to finish the whole thing and send it to him. And he's going to send it to you. You're the person he would share it with. He's going to share it on Facebook. Right. And he's got he's got some followers there. Probably some of the people that are listening right now are maybe following him there. Well, speaking of all that, follow us on all the socials. Go get involved on Instagram and Twitter and all the bullshit. You know what the deal is. And the thing is, these uh, Monday episodes all have video now. So if you want to see what we look like when we do this shit from our respective studs, which I think they look good. You've got a good situation over there. I think my video looks good. Um, it's not bad. Not yeah. bad. So that's another perk over there at Patreon. Thanks for all the support. Bob's other podcast is called The Song Club. My other podcast is called Metal Up Your Podcast. Leave us a positive review. Send us an email. Do all the shit. Do all the homework. We got to leave the babies a little bit of homework, bro. Here's what you got to do, folks. You got to organize. You got to organize. Here's what you got to do. You got to tell everybody that you know about this podcast so that they can get hooked on it because we're we're dealers. And we're dealing out the good shit. It is a good sauce for sure. Yeah. You guys know because you're hooked on it. (laughs) Well, we're going to kick it right now to the Secret Weekly. Thank you for listening as always. We love you guys out there. We'll see you on the flippity flop. Peace. Peace. (laughs) 